0: Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Open my eyes to see your truth. Open my ears to hear your truth. Open my mind to receive your truth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I come against all the forces of darkness and every resistance that I'm seeing from the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I curse This demonic spirit that is trying to come against this word that has come from heaven at this hour. In the name of Jesus, Satan, I command you to depart right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I curse the works of darkness that are at work to keep this word, this important word, God's word, from going to the hearts of the people. I curse you unclean spirit right now in Jesus' name. Depart right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Your word may be released to your people all through the spirit of God that the free-flowing stream of the Holy Spirit may, may reach every heart, every mind, every body, every home in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and set your people free. Thank you for doing this in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Isaiah 53 verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken. smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. I'm going to take you back to verse 4. We're going to just read verses 4 and 5. Surely, definitely, for sure, he has borne our griefs. And carried our sorrows. Surely, for sure, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, he has borne our griefs. He took it upon himself. And he carried our sorrows. Upon his body, he carried our sorrows. Upon his head, he carried our sorrows. Upon himself, he carried our griefs. What happened as a result of him carrying our sorrows, our griefs? Whatever caused sorrows, whatever caused griefs, when it was laid on Jesus, when he carried it, what happened? We see here at the end of verse 5, his stripes brings healing. What he took upon his body resulted in healing for our souls. What he took upon himself resulted in healing for our body. What he took upon himself resulted in healing for our families. Because of what Jesus did, not only on the cross, even before that we are reaping the benefits of his great sacrifice. Surely, he bore all our griefs. We see griefs, it's everything that caused grief. Everything, our sins, our sicknesses, the curse, everything was laid upon God. Whatever problem it may be, whatever root of the problem it may be, It was laid upon Jesus. He carried our sorrows. Whatever was the root of that sorrow, it was not just the byproduct of it. It's not just some sins and some sicknesses, you know. Whatever was the root of it, God carried, God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, carried it upon himself. And because of that, we have this healing. And the healing is not just healing from sickness. It's healing from everything that Satan placed upon mankind. So whatever was placed upon mankind was placed upon Jesus and whatever was placed upon Jesus resulted in healing that came from the blood of Jesus. It just went right over his blood, went right over what was placed upon him and devoured those sicknesses, devoured those sins, devoured those curses and devoured all those things that were laid upon him because of that we go free. So I want to read this one more time, and I'm going to take you to different scripture portions that the Spirit of God wants me to, so that you can have a deeper revelation and understanding of what the Holy Spirit wants to minister to our harsh today. Anytime God speaks, it's not just this, the, the superficial uh, level of what we can see or what we can understand or what we can get. God goes all the way to the root of it. When he goes to the root of it and he deals with the root of it, then what happens is whatever needs to be uprooted will be uprooted from the root up. Not just the branches, not just the stem, not just the bark, but the whole root will be pulled out. And God says, whatever was the cause of whatever it was, I bore the cause of it. Praise be to God. This is who our God is. Surely he has borne our griefs. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. When you just see these two verses, you can see everything that causes calamities, everything that causes problems, everything that can cause Sorrow, everything that can cause pain, all those were laid upon the Lord Jesus Christ. He carried upon himself. The focus that God wants you to focus on is the body of Jesus Christ. Upon the body of Jesus Christ, what was laid? Whatever you may have was laid upon the body of Jesus Christ. Upon his body, he bore all these things. Think about it, how much he went through beyond the nails that he bore for us. He bore all our sicknesses. He bore all our curses. He bore all our pain. He bore all the cause for all of that upon himself. And it's so hard for people, even if they hear something from somebody that bothers them and that's the burden, you know, for them. But imagine how much Jesus took upon himself. It's all because of his love for you and for me. And so, This Jesus was wounded. Think about this. There was a purpose for him to be wounded. There was a purpose for him to show his back, not only to those who smote him, not only to those who took his flesh off of his body, but also to God, where the sins and the curses, the iniquity, was taken from mankind and was placed upon Jesus Christ. See? He not only did not keep himself from those who flogged him, but he did not keep himself from bearing our iniquities, our griefs, our problems, our curses, and everything that disfigures the face and the image of man that God gave. God created man perfectly. God created human beings perfectly, the Bible says. But they took evil ways and they corrupted themselves. That's what God's word says. Now, with the perfect creation that God created, when man lost the image of God due to his transgression, when he fell because of his transgression, He lost the glory of God. His image that was created. The image that was created by God, which was the image of God upon man, was disfigured, was marred, was corrupted, was ruined. And what is happening? God is actually going to give beauty in exchange for ashes for who? For us. In order for that to happen, Jesus Christ who had no imperfections, Jesus Christ, who is the most glorious person, sinless, flawless person, had to show his body, had to show his body, not only to those who flogged him, but also to God, where everything was laid upon him. There was a definite purpose in order for us to be delivered, in order for our souls, our bodies to be healed and to be delivered, he had to go through this. So there was a purpose. You see the end of it? He did not go through suffering in vain. It's not like, oh, they hated him. So they just, you know, hit him and they crucified him and and somehow God somehow turned it, you know, for our good. No, there was a very specific plan, a purpose because Jesus already knew the plan and because Jesus Christ knew the end result and because Jesus willingly gave himself for the cause so that we in him might be made whole and be restored to the image that God gave to us before the fall. Jesus said, I'll go through it. I'll go through it. I'll go through it. it." Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. This is why he was wounded. He was wounded for our transgressions. Jesus Christ was wounded for our transgressions. There was a specific goal. And the goal was healing for our souls. Healing for our minds. Healing for our bodies. Healing for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. And the Bible says here, he was bruised for our iniquities. Jesus Christ was bruised with a very specific purpose. And guess what? This was a prophecy that was spoken through Isaiah the prophet hundreds of years before Jesus Christ came. The plan of God that was formed by God, that was proclaimed by God through his prophet, That was going to be executed by God through his son. All resulting in one thing, which is healing. So anytime you give healing testimony, always know that it took everything from Jesus for you to receive that healing. It took everything from Jesus. Everything from Jesus. Physically, mentally, emotionally, every bit of Jesus Christ was drained out because of us. Our sins, our curses, our iniquities were laid upon Jesus Christ. So that we can be made whole. We can be reconciled to God. Our distorted, disfigured, marred image can be restored to the original form of creation the image of God that was imprinted on man. I'm going to take you to the bottom part of this verse, verse five. And by his stripes, we are healed. Again, there's a prophecy that God spoke through Isaiah, the prophet, many, 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 many many years ago, before Jesus came, before people ever heard the name of Jesus. Before the name of Jesus was given by the angel to Joseph. To give to Jesus. This prophecy was given by God through Isaiah the prophet. By his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. There's a definite purpose for the flogging. The Romans thought that they were just doing something to inflict pain. But there was a definite purpose. That this stripes that Jesus is going to bear on his body is going to bring healing to mankind. Well, God said in the Old Testament that he sent his word and he healed his people. If he sent his word to heal his people, why is this necessary? Why should Jesus Christ have the stripes in order for us to be healed. Why can't his word be still enough? Why should Jesus Christ go through that flogging? You no know why? Jesus said this so beautifully at the Last Supper. This is my body. It was broken. The word was broken. The word was broken. The word was broken. Partake of it. The word was broken so that it can bring healing on every level to restore you to the image of God. That's the difference here. God sent his word and he healed his people from whatever sickness. But here, the stripes of Jesus brings the total healing to mankind. To restore them to the image. The original image. That God created us to be. Who we are. Today. As God's people. Is because of the stripes. Of Jesus. So the word that came. He sent his word and he healed his people. How did he send his word? He sent his word. The Lord Jesus Christ. The word. that became flesh. And that flesh was broken for us. So that. You can become partaker of the glory of God. You can become a partaker of the glory of God by partaking in the sufferings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to take you to another scripture here. You can just, you know, keep this open on your Bibles and I'm going to take you to verse I'm going to take you to Matthew chapter eight. I'm going to read from verses. I'm going to read from verse 16 onwards. I'm going to read verses 16. I think it's only one verse, two verses here. Okay. Verses 16 and 17. Matthew chapter eight, verses 16 and 17. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. Well, this is before Jesus got the stripes on his body. This is before he went to the cross. These healings are taking place here. That evening, they brought to him many who were demon possessed in our day and age. You can say they brought to him people with bipolar people with you know manic um disorders and people uh with um anxiety disorders and people with all kinds of demonic oppression and possession all kinds of mental illness will go underneath these things because these days, they conveniently labeled those things with different labels. But those days, they didn't have those labels. And they knew when they saw a manifestation that it is a demon. I mean, when you live in a day and age when they say you came from monkey and from pigs and, and whatever you want to call, and you don't believe in God... You don't believe in the devil. And so you have to give something to what you see. And you give all kinds of terms and labels. And and the God of this world has done this conveniently so that he can stay in the bodies and minds of people. Medicate them. And stay in them. But during the times of Jesus, they brought these people to Jesus. Many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who are sick. Now, there's a distinction here. You have demon possessions and you also have people with sicknesses. So he did both. He healed all those who are sick and he cast out all the evil spirits from the people. And this could be possession, this could be oppression, whatever. The spirits that are there, that are tormenting the people, they were all gone by the word that Jesus spoke. And then he also healed all those who were sick. So there are two kinds of um, ministry that we see. One is mental illness. And then we also see physical illness. I mean, who's responsible for all these things? Satan. But those are two different domains, two different territories that Jesus took care of, which is the healing of the body and healing of the mind, the soul. And the Bible goes on to say in verse 17 of Matthew chapter 18, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet. Where? In Isaiah 53. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. Who? Jesus himself. Over here, what is he doing? He's doing his ministry. What is he doing here? While he's doing, there's something that is taking place here. The Word of God that was sent in the Old Testament to heal people is the same Word of God that was sent to the people during the lifetime of Jesus and the very same Word of God is, was sent through the Holy Spirit during the lifetime of the disciples of Jesus and beyond the acts of the Holy Spirit during that period. The Word. He cast out the Spirit with a Word. He is the word. And this word is casting out the demonic spirits with a word. So whatever spirit it was, he spoke to each spirit. Each spirit that he spoke left. And then he healed all who were sick. This is the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ that we see here. And as the writer of this gospel through the Holy Spirit is writing this. The Spirit of God is bringing the Scripture from Isaiah 53 here, not after the crucifixion, but before that, for a very specific reason, that it might be fulfilled by Isaiah the prophet saying, "Well, when what, what was fulfilled? Even before Calvary. That it might be fulfilled that He Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Who? The Word." The word carried. So even while he was ministering before he went to Calvary, what was he doing? He was taking people's problems. He was taking people's problems upon himself. And what was he giving in exchange for that? He was giving healing. He was giving deliverance. He was giving freedom. He was giving new life. He was giving heaven's blessings by taking. See, somebody had to take it in order for someone to get delivered. Jesus, he took upon himself. All the infirmities of his people bore their sicknesses. That's why the Bible says he was a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. And the grief was not that, oh, I have to do this and I have no choice. No, it's not self-pity. His grief was in spite of doing all these things. They still didn't wholeheartedly give themselves to God. That's why after doing all the miracles in Capernaum, he said, Woe to you, Capernaum. Woe to you, Chorazin. Oh, woe to you, Bethsaida. If the miracles that were done in you were done in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented with sackcloths and ashes long time ago. This would have happened. And now you have Jesus, the word, who carried all there infirmities who bore all their sicknesses who brought healing to each one of them he spoke and demons trembled and they left he spoke and people got healed it's the power of his word is the power of his word where is it coming from it's coming from a body that bore everything for us even before Calvary those stripes He bore upon his body so that we can be healed. To bring total wholeness away before he went to Calvary. This is how he ministered. He put his heart and soul into people. He said, come to me, all you who are burdened with heavy burden. Come to me and I will give you rest. He said, cast all your cares upon me. Give it to me. Bring it to me. In exchange for that, he gave healing. He gave deliverance. This is who our God is. Nothing comes without a cost. Jesus paid the price even before he went to Calvary. Jesus paid the price even before he went to Calvary. The word in action, speaking the word. The word himself is saying a word and he's casting out evil spirits. God is speaking to our hearts today. Do you understand the depth of the sacrifice of Jesus? Not only his sacrifice on the cross, but even before that. Even before that, that's why he was able to look at the woman with the issue of blood and say, power left me. Strength has gone from me. The power of God has went out of me. The word. The word. He is the word. Without him even having to say, that woman with the issue of blood was able to draw the healing virtue from Jesus Christ you know why because upon his body he carried all our infirmities upon his body he carried all our sicknesses and from his body came the anointing of god the healing virtue to heal the blind to heal the lame to heal the lepers to cast out devils i want to take you to another scripture let's just go to the first peter Chapter two, first Peter chapter two, verse 24, first Peter chapter two, verse 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross. So that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds. You have been healed. Now you see God through the spirit of God. Is bringing this out. Through the writer of. First Peter. Which is Peter. We know that. Something very important. The connection between man's sin. And Christ's atonement. On the cross. He himself. Bore. Our sins. Upon his body. On the cross. Now. There's this definite focus here about the body of Jesus that bore the sins of the world upon himself on the cross. The word that came into this world. The word that carried the sickness of the people. The word that healed the people life of sacrifice we see. Now the word goes to the cross. The word is broken. Further down. The word is broken down even more. So that the healing that he gave. Now is even perfected even more. Where it reaches to the spirit of man. It reaches to the soul of man. It reaches to not only the body. But the total being of mankind where you see in matthew here you see matthew 8 you see he was bearing on his body even before calvary the infirmities of people the sicknesses of people but on the cross you see he bore upon himself the sins of people and we also see that by his stripes we are healed. And what are those stripes for? If he already bore, if he's already carrying, if he's already healing, the healing was already there. What is this? What is this? These stripes go on a deeper level. It goes to cleanse the people from the filthy conscience. It goes deeper to heal the wounds of the soul all the way on the inside. It goes on a deeper level. Where the stripes of Jesus Christ not only heals people physically, which his word did before. But it goes deep into the spirit and souls of human being. Healing for a total person. They brought demon-possessed people. He cast them out with a word. And healed all who were sick. And it's talking about physical illness. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. So it talks about the physical healing. When you when even when you look at the man who was paralyzed, who his friends brought him, Jesus would look at him and say, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And they all got like upset about it. Not his friends, but the Pharisees there. And when they got upset about it, Jesus will look at them and he'll say that. Uh, which one is easy? Which one is easier? Whether to say your sins are forgiven or to make a paralyzed man walk. And he would make him walk. Jesus offered forgiveness of sins even before he went to the cross. But there's something deeper that took place on Calvary, which is beyond forgiveness. What is that? It's a healing of the soul. It's the restoration of the soul of man to his original place where God created him to be, so that he can have that uninterrupted fellowship with God, where the disease of the soul will be completely healed, where the disease of the spirit will be completely healed, where the spirit man who is broken, who was marred, who was disfigured, who is corrupt, will be healed. By the stripes of Jesus. Will be healed. By the wounds of Jesus. Now let's just go. To. First Peter. 2.24. He himself. Bore our sins. In his body. On the cross. This is new international version. Now. New living translation. He personally carried our sins. In his body. On the cross. So that. We can be. Dead to sin. And live. For what is right. Right. Very important to note this. This is not just forgiveness of sin, but there is this healing that comes into the spirit man, into the souls of people, where now there is a removal of that which is unclean and there is this purification that takes place where there's no trace of the filth that is there, where there's a supernatural empowerment that comes there. Just like how Naaman, when he came to Prophet Elisha for healing and the prophet told him exactly what he needed to do and healed him and sent him. And when he went and did what he said, the healing that was given by the prophet made manifest in his body. And how was it? He didn't have all the woozing go and um, just the dry scars there. No, his skin itself changed. It became like the skin of a newborn child. That means there was no trace of what he had before. Not even the skin, let alone the leprosy that was there. Even the original skin he had was replaced with the skin of a newborn. That means God not only took the leprosy away, he did something with the skin itself. And this is what God speaks in his word. He says, I give you a brand new heart. I not only bring healing to your marred, damaged soul, but I do a work of creation there. But I give you a brand new heart where whatever was there that was causing this damage and whatever caused damage to whatever was there, God says, I remove them both. And I replace that with my newness that comes from Jesus Christ. So he himself bore our sins in his body, ESV, translation, on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. What kind of healing is he talking about? He's talking about the healing of the soul deep within. On the tree, what he carried, on the tree, what he carried upon his body was to restore us to the pre-fallen image of Jesus of God Almighty. May God speak to your hearts this night and help you to understand the depth of what God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Let me read one more translation, New King James Version. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, died to sin's, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. So if you were healed, if God has done a work in you, in your in your soul, it is important for you to not go and get yourself sick. If God has done a work in your soul, it is important for you not to go and sin no more, which is don't get yourself sick by getting entangled, getting yourself entangled the same thing that you gave yourself over to a long time ago. God is speaking to our hearts this night. The healing of the body that comes from the word that was broken. From the word who bore upon himself all our griefs and our sorrows, our sickness upon his body, even before he went on that tree. He carried it and he did his ministry so perfectly. I want to take it to one more scripture. Let's just go to Matthew 15. 31. Matthew 15, 31. The people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the cripple made well, the lame walking and the blind seeing. They praised the God of Israel. The people were amazed. People who saw what was happening was beyond their comprehension. They were amazed at what They saw. What did they see? They saw the dumb speak. Those were not able to speak. They were speaking. They saw the cripple made well. They saw the lame walking and the blind seeing. And as a result of that, they praised the God of Israel. Now these were the things Jesus did. Even before he went on the cross. By bearing the sicknesses, bearing the infirmities of people upon himself and giving to them in exchange for their problems, his life by speaking his word. God sent his word and he healed his people. How did he send? Through Jesus Christ. Spirit of Christ in the Old Testament and the bodily form of Jesus Christ in the New Testament. The word that became flesh. The word that was there in the beginning, before the foundation of the world. The word that was there when the world was created. The word that was there in Exodus, where the Spirit of Christ was sent. The word, the Lord Jesus Christ, who healed the people in the wilderness. Now that word comes into the New Testament period where the word becomes flesh dwelt among men and what is that word doing doing the same job because you see the same thing in the wilderness when that bronze serpent was put over there on that pole all who looked what happened whatever they had went on it and whatever healing that the word of god gave that word came and healed the people it's important for us to have faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ and faith in the work of Jesus Christ, period. We need to have faith in the work of Jesus Christ as to what he did even before he went on the cross. We need to have faith in the word of God that sent the word to us who are alive now. So that we can be made whole, be restored to the image of Jesus Christ. By understanding what Christ did on the cross. What he did on the cross. The wounds that he sustained upon his body. Upon his back. Upon his hands and feet. Upon his head. All for the remission of the sins of mankind. So there is what he carried on the cross. So that his wounds can heal us of every disease of the soul. Every disease of the soul. That which has been corrupted by sickness of the soul. Jesus came and he said, I'll take it. The very same Jesus who took diseases upon himself while he was on the face of the earth, ministering to people and dispensing, healing to the people. Now he's doing the same thing on the cross, except now he's taking all the sins of the people on top of all the sicknesses so that we can be made whole, spirit, soul, and body. Total healing for the total human being comes only from Jesus Christ, the word. The word of God is so powerful. If you understand what Christ did for you on the cross, if you really believe it, this is what Jesus did, that means the application part here is what is this going to do to you today? What is it going to do to you tomorrow? What is it going to do to you as long as you live the next several years? God willing. How is this going to change your life? It is important For believe in the word of God. If this is what Christ did on the cross. And this is what Christ did even before the cross. See. Old Testament people had healing too. We can't pretend like it didn't happen. And you know. We're having something new. No. God healed people in the Old Testament. God healed people during the life of Jesus. And God still heals. Even now. During the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Dispensation of the Holy Spirit what is different here with the healing of the inner man the real person on the inside jesus came jesus came before jesus came and during his lifetime and jesus comes now too through the holy spirit that the work that he did on the cross is available and his word is still working What is this going to do for you? What is going to do for me? What has this done for you? What has this done for me? We must understand that every word that God has spoken is true. Every word that God has written is true. When God says, this is what happened. 2,000 years ago, this is what happened. What happened? What was told in Isaiah 53 happened? During the lifetime of Jesus, before his crucifixion, during his crucifixion, and after his crucifixion. So this Isaiah 53 is not just something that happened on the cross. It happened throughout the lifetime of Jesus Christ. And when you understand the power of God's word, that word became flesh. And this flesh that was broken day by day by day and ultimately broken on the cross to restore human beings to the original intent and the purpose and the call and the image that god intended for mankind to have we're not going to be, we're not going to be satisfied with a distorted christian image you know there are many christians who are so limping and walking they all have their their jewish clothing, they all have their Jewish language, you know Hebrew, they they all have all the external stuff but they have a visible limp and this is what the Holy Spirit is showing me at this time they say oh we're saved we're redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, they sing too but they walk with a limp The soul is limping why? do you have to limp? no Did Jesus do a proper job on the cross? Oh, yes. Then why are you still limping? Is something wrong with what he did or something wrong with you? It's a question that every believer must ask. There should be no one limping because his stripes are there to heal our souls, to bring our souls to a state of perfection that God has called us to have. In order for that to happen, we need to have faith in what Christ did on the cross. In order for it to happen, we should not look at the finished work of Jesus Christ as if it is yet to be fulfilled. In order for what God did on the cross, God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, accomplished on the cross, we have to take what has happened as happened. And we have to enter into what has happened as happened. And we have to look at ourselves as what has happened through what he did on the cross as being inside of what he has accomplished on the cross. I pray that the Spirit of God will help you to understand what the Holy Spirit is speaking at this hour. What Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary is very potent. What Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary to deliver people from their sins disease of the soul is very, very potent, what Jesus did. And you see this in First Peter. Let's just go to that scripture one more time. Let's just go to First Peter chapter two verse twenty-four. First Peter two verse twenty-four. King James Version, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes? ye were healed. I'm going to go to New King James, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. When? Tomorrow? Next month? When I feel, I feel better. When I feel I can do this, I'll give this up. When I feel I'm ready, then I'll follow Jesus. That means you've not really entered into the rest that Christ has prepared for you. That means you've not really put on the nature of Jesus Christ. That means you've really not taken what he has deposited for you. It's just laying there, unclaimed. God is speaking to our hearts today. What Jesus did on the cross, he himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. What did he do on the cross? On the cross, he took upon himself all the sins. That means disease of the soul. He took everything upon himself. Why? Now there's a purpose. The purpose is we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. That means there's a resurrection of the soul that is taking place because of his death on the cross. Because of his stripes that he bore on his body. Because of the wounds that he took. On his hands. Because of the wounds that he took upon his head. Because of the wounds that he took upon his feet. The Bible says. There's a purpose for it. He didn't get these things in vain. He got these things so that. He can raise you from your spiritual death. So. Those who believe in. What Christ has done on the cross. For their soul, for God to resurrect them. For God to truly, truly do a work of resurrection in their soul. To resurrect their souls will be raised to righteousness. If you are dead in sins, God, because of what Jesus did on the cross, his death brings life into your body, takes you out of that state of spiritual death, brings you into a state of spiritual living. See, when you see God's word, it says here, should live unto righteousness, that means in the path of Jesus Christ, you are alive now, before you were dead. You were dead in sin. All you were breathing. And taking in. Was sin. But Jesus. Because of what he did on the cross. He has that power. To raise you from the dead. Who will be raised. From the dead. From that sinful state. And brought into a state of. Being alive to Christ. Who? Those who truly believe that. Yes, he has done. Yes, he has done. Yes, he has done. By his wounds, by his stripes, or by his scourge, we have been healed. Not we will be healed tomorrow. No, it's accomplished. It's done. So if he has done this already on the cross, if he has done this for your soul already, The Spirit of God says through his word here. You shouldn't be dead still. You shouldn't be doing the old things. Because doing the old things shows that you are still dead. You should live unto righteousness. Which is living. Which is being alive. Which is being raised from the death that you were in before. In order for that to take place in the life of whoever professes themselves to be a believer you have to truly believe what Jesus did on the cross you truly must believe what Christ did on the cross if this is what Jesus did then I really believe that I really believe that all my sins all the diseases that I have and my soul has been laid upon him He carried it. He carried it. Either he carries it or you carry it. So if he carried it, you shouldn't be carrying it unless by choice you say, I'll still carry it. It's important for the transfer to take place. That means he carried it. Are you taking what you have and placing it and say, Lord, I believe that you carried it, so I'm not going to have this anymore. Are you willing to let go Are you willing to give away? Are you willing to release that to God and say, Lord, because you took it, I'm not going to carry it anymore. It's by faith you enter into that supernatural experience that God has. Where you release your diseases that you have on your soul. Whatever it may be, greed, lying, pride, whatever it is. You release it. Based on what God has said in First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Based on his word, you're releasing this because he has done it. If he has done it, then I shouldn't be carrying it if I am a child of God. I shouldn't be having diseases in my soul because he has done it and he says that I'm healed. That means it shouldn't be there. If the Bible says Naaman was healed from his leprosy, that means he no longer had leprosy. I mean, if you can say that, I say I'm healed, but I'm still sick. <laughs> That's a contradiction. You can say, I'm well, but I'm still sick. I've no disease, but I have a disease. No. Jesus did a thorough job on the cross. It is important for those who say that they believe, who claim to be, to claim to believe, claim themselves to be believers to truly believe in what Christ has done. If Jesus bore all my sins, disease of the soul, upon his body, and his word says that by his stripes, you have been healed, that you will be healed. You have been healed. Where, 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 where did the healing take place? He died so that my soul can be fully healed. You don't have to have the same old, same old, same old behavior. Same old, same old disease. That doesn't mean uh, um, that if you have the same old, same old, same old stuff, that means you didn't believe in what Christ did and you didn't receive it. You need to look to the cross and say, Lord, you said that you took all my diseases, the diseases of the soul upon yourself. And by your stripes, I'm healed. It's been done. So you have done it. How will I take it for myself if I don't believe it? How can I say I believe it if I still give myself over to the works of the flesh? If I truly believe he has done it, then it's my job as of tonight, if you have not done it, to roll it over to God, roll it over to Calvary, give it to Jesus and say, Lord, you bore it. so why am I carrying it? Why am I carrying it? There are some people who still say that my insecurities, my addiction, well is it yours? As long as you claim ownership to it, it's never going to leave you. Jesus took upon himself that which the enemy brought to you and you took from the enemy. Now, the hands that took from the enemy needs to place that on the cross and say, Lord, you died and you carried it, so I'm not going to hold on to it. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. Let me tell you this. Those who truly believe in the Word of God and act on it will experience what the Word says because the Word is true. It can never go wrong. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness this is the state this is the state before you give whatever you have to God the diseases this is your state, what is your state? death in sins When you give it to God. You receive his righteousness. There's something that happens supernaturally. That cannot be. Explained. Understood. In a carnal way. It takes revelation that comes from God. Where when you say Lord. I don't want to partake of any. I don't want to be a partaker of any sins. I don't want to take part in any sins. And I don't want to live this life. And I don't want this disease of the soul. It stinks. Jesus I give it to you, having known that you carried my sins. I'm not going to keep this anymore. I'm going to release it. I'm going to give it to you, Lord. And in exchange for that, I'm receiving your righteousness. I'm choosing to keep your righteousness every single day. Because I believe that you took it. If I believe that he took it, then I shouldn't be carrying it. You shouldn't be doing what you did before. If you know that he took it, then you have nothing to do with it. If you believe that he took it, all you need to work on, all you need to believe and manifest is the righteousness of God. Then alive unto righteousness and dead to sin because of what Jesus did. To those who truly believe and act on it, suddenly, instantaneously, they will experience the power of God in their bodies, power of God in their souls, power of God in their minds because God's word works all the time. God's word works all the time. The ministry of Jesus Christ in the bodily healing. The ministry of Jesus Christ in forgiveness of sins. The ministry of Jesus Christ in healing those who are oppressed by the devil. All took place before the cross. The cross brought something very profound, which is a healing of the soul. The cross brought something very profound, which is a healing of the inner man, the spirit man. Where it goes beyond the forgiveness. When now his blood comes and not only forgives us of our sins, but his blood comes and takes away even the trace element of that sin. It just wipes away everything. There's no trace of it. His name had new flesh, new skin. God gives us a new heart. So why go back and entangle yourself? with the affairs of this world? Why will you go back and entangle yourself with the things of this world? Why will you go back and entangle yourself with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life? Why will you go back and do what you did before? Why? God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. It takes faith to have your names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It takes faith to receive the blood of Jesus upon ourselves for the forgiveness of sin, forgiveness of sins. It takes faith to receiving the newness that God has given so that we no longer are dead to sins, but dead in sins, but we want to be alive in Christ. And therefore we believe everything that Jesus did on the cross when you believe in everything that Jesus did on the cross and act on that, which is because you bore upon yourself, because you bore upon your body our sins and our sicknesses, because you bore upon yourself the disease of the soul, I shouldn't be having it any longer i shouldn't be holding on to it and saying that oh lord deliver me deliver me deliver me deliver me deliver me you need to give it up jesus give it up give it up a dog returns to its vomit so is the backslider in his heart the bible says So with all that Christ has done, with all the newness of life that God has given, with all the healing that God has given, a person can go back. See, if God has healed you of your stomach, if God has healed you of a disease, if God has healed you of your back injury, you can go and get yourself hurt. You can go and ruin your health. Doesn't mean that his healing was not there. No, he did heal you. So if you injure yourself again, do you think that it's going to nullify the work of Christ in you? No. But you know what? You're injured now. You need healing. You're injured now. You need healing. God is speaking in this hour. Look to the cross of Jesus Christ. And look to the finished work of the cross of Christ. finished work of Jesus on the cross. This is what he did. And so if you have gone back to carrying that which Jesus carried on himself. It's high time you throw that away. You release it and you say, Lord, I will take what you have done on the cross. And I'm choosing to live under that work of Christ that was accomplished on the cross every single day. It's like the house that you're living. You can live in a very secure place with your parents and you can, you know, be there, you know, if you're not married. If you're married, you can live in a very secure place with your spouse. If you're in a healthy, godly relationship and suddenly you can make up your mind saying that, you know what, um, I don't feel like I want to live in this house anymore because you know what, Harry has this and Sue has this and uh, uh, Gabriella has this and, uh, and uh, Henry has this and, you know, whoever has this and I want to go there. What happens, you leave the covering and the protection, everything that has been given, and you go wander away. Can you walk out of your house? Yes. Can you walk out of your marriage? Yes. Can you walk out of your parents? Yes. Can you walk out on your parents? Yes. Can you walk out on everything God has given? Absolutely yes. Then can you go like the prodigal son and and get whipped somewhere else? When God gave you a good spouse and you go there and get whipped by somebody else. And you go out of the covering of your parents and you go and get whipped somewhere else. And then you realize, like the prodigal son, if that grace comes, praise be to God. There are a lot of people who don't get that. But now what do you have to do? Does it mean that your parents didn't provide for you? Does it mean that your spouse was not there for you? No. You walk out, you want to come back, you need to come back. Return and you go back into that covering. Just because you love doesn't mean that house doesn't exist. This because you love doesn't mean that the family didn't exist. This because you love doesn't mean that marriage didn't exist. No, no. What Christ did on the cross still remains today. I'm unshaken by anything. Untouched by anything. Those who choose to stay under that covering will live a holy life. Those who choose to believe what Jesus has done on the cross will no longer carry what he carried on himself. We'll give it to him. And we'll believe that every single day he carries it so I don't have to carry it. He carries it so I have no part with it. They will live unto righteousness. They won't forfeit what God has given. God is speaking to our hearts today. Those who are bent over Spiritually, this is what I'm seeing right now. You're bent over spiritually and what are you looking at? You're looking at the feet of people. You're bent over spiritually and you're looking at what is at the ground level. You're not able to see the sky. You're not able to see the birds fly. You're not able to see the faces of people. You're always bent over. And your mind is on the things of the world. God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. God wants to straighten you out not for you to stoop again. If you let the devil sit on your back, he will bend you into two and keep you earthbound until you become hellbound, is the word of the Lord. If you forfeit what God has given, he will bend you into two, make you earthbound until you become hellbound, is the word of the Lord. God is speaking at this hour. After that, it'll be very hard. After knowing the ways of righteousness, leaving the ways of righteousness, going into the path of corruption, will take you forever away from the living waters that God has for you. So make sure you stay in the straight and narrow. If you're bent over, I'm going to pray for you tonight. Well, God will be able to straighten you out, but don't you look down again. Don't you look at the things of the world when your eyes must be upon the cross of Jesus Christ and Christ who is crucified on the cross. To see what he has accomplished on the cross and that must be upon your mind, upon your soul, upon your body. Oh, by his stripes I'm healed. How many times have we sung that? How deep is the meaning of that inside of you? Do you realize that? Do you realize that? Do you realize what Jesus did on the cross? If you realize what Jesus did on the cross, why will you be carrying what he has carried already? If you realize what Jesus did on the cross, why will you be wearing what he has put upon himself? He has the scars. He has the wounds to heal. And upon his body, he carried all the sins. And there's a reason why he gave his body to be broken. And if he gave his body to be broken so that you don't have to live in sin, why will you make the choice to live in sin? Why will you make the choice to go around sin? You know, it's like the other thing that the spirit of the Lord is showing is, is a pond, a slippery pond. Around the slippery pond, somebody is like throwing the stones and saying, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. It's just a matter of time before you slip and fall into that pond. Don't play with the devil. Don't flirt with immorality. Don't flirt with sin. Before you know, it'll take you down to the depths of hell. It'll immerse you when you even want to say, let go, I want to come out. Your voice won't be heard outside. Help will not come. Presumptuous sin will take you to the depths of hell. Be careful. Let what Jesus did on the cross Be effective in your life day and night. That your willful transgression not make his blood in your life of no effect. Let it not happen. God is speaking to hearts today. Take what Christ has done on the cross and say, Lord, I'm giving it to you. Because you bore upon yourself all my sins. The disease of my soul. Lord, I'm choosing now to place the disease upon the cross. And take your healing, for by your stripes I'm healed. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for speaking to the hearts of your people. Father, you have spoken through your spirit to your people. Thank you for helping us to hear your voice once more. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Your blood saves. Your blood heals. Your blood sanctifies me. Jesus, your blood frees me from all sin. Your blood is all I need. Your blood saves, your blood heals, your blood sanctifies me, Jesus, your blood frees me from all sin, your blood is all I need, hallelujah, your blood is all I need, Jesus, your blood is all I need, hallelujah. Take this time in the presence of God and tell the Lord, it is our Lord, I'm giving everything to you. And if you have given everything to you, everything to Christ, thank him for what Jesus did on the cross. Thank him for his liberating power, hallelujah, that has liberated you. It cost Jesus Christ everything. It cost Jesus Christ everything, hallelujah. So that you don't have to be dead in sins, But you must live in righteousness. His righteousness. God kind of righteousness. Hallelujah. So that you can become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God wherever you are. Thank God for what Jesus did on the cross. And thank God for what Jesus did. Even while he was on the face of the earth. Even before the cross. Hallelujah. That he carried upon himself. All our problems and our sufferings. And he had such a hard life so that people can be made whole. He came to die. He came to suffer and die. He suffered and he died. Not only on the cross, but way before that. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Give yourself over to the Lord. Give yourself wholeheartedly over to the Lord. If you believe in the word of God, you should no longer be living in death if you believe in what Christ has done on the cross of Calvary, you should no longer be carrying the sins that he bore on his body. Your soul should be clean, righteous before him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you for this word that you gave to your people. Thank you for your presence that is here. I pray for all those Who've heard your word. And each and every single one. Who's in your presence this night. Who's bent over. Who's looking only. At the things of this earth. Their focus is on. The feet. Of the people. Not the faces. Their focus is. Only on the earth, the dust of the ground, not on the throne of Christ. I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you will quicken their souls in Jesus' name. If that is you, wherever you are, commit yourself to the Lord. God is going to break you free. God is going to straighten you out. God is going to straighten you out. You will no longer be bent over. God is going to straighten you out. But it is important that you don't go back to the vomit. God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. Whoever it is, you know that God is speaking to you. You make the choice to give up that which you need to give up. To give to God all the diseases of the soul. And receive right now his righteousness. That you really believe that upon his body he carried your disease. The disease of the soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I pray at this hour that the hand of the Lord God Almighty touch your people right now. Lord, whoever is lame, spiritually lame, and whoever is bent over spiritually, or that they've lost the spiritual vision, I pray that you will touch them right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that every chain be broken in Jesus' name. And in the name of Jesus, that twisted spiritual spine be straightened out in Jesus' name. That twisted spiritual backbone and back be straightened out in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And every demonic spirit that is sitting upon their soul, keeping them bent over, earthbound. I curse those demonic spirits in Jesus' name. And I command them to leave God's people right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. 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 I give you people into your hands. Lord God Almighty, I pray that the healing worship of the Lord Jesus Christ that comes from the body of Jesus that was broken on the cross of Calvary, Let it penetrate in the souls of your people. Healing the diseases of the soul right now in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. That every soul that is still carrying what they should not carry, what Jesus carried on his body. Oh, in the name of Jesus, let the blood of Jesus, let the stripes of Jesus bring the healing, Lord, as they release it to you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Release it to God right now. If you want what Jesus did on the cross to become effective in your life, you need to release your sins right now. Let it go. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let the healing virtue of the Lord Jesus Christ that comes from the body of Jesus that was broken on that tree, on that cross. Let it flow into the souls and spirits of your people, bringing healing, oh, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for who you are. And thank you for a great sacrifice, Lord. We can never thank you enough, O oh Father, but we thank you, Lord, from the depths of our hearts. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. All with grateful hearts, we stand before you as a church, thanking you for what Jesus did on the cross. Even this church is here alive because of what Jesus did on the cross. This is your bride. Oh Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you've done. And praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Cover your people with your precious blood. Let the hand of the living God continue to bless them and continue to lead them, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.